welcome to our sixth Habit Lab. I'm Erin Wendauer. Number six. Number six. And this is Pastor John Jennings here with me. We are rocking our son's gear today. Yeah, now, we now, are. now, if you're listening to the audio instead of watching the video, we decided to go all out for the Suns. I mean, it's by the time this drops, the finals will probably be over, but we had to get at least one podcast in with, with our Suns gear, right? Right, we had to. Yeah, and I gotta say, Erin told me yesterday, she's a bandwagon fan. Okay, way to throw me yeah, under the bus. Yeah, that's okay. There's plenty of room on the bandwagon. And then there's us who have suffered with this team for decades waiting for this moment to happen. So. At least I'm honest about it. Exactly, right? so, exactly. So uh, Happy to be jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah, but we digress. So Habit Labs, here we are. Yes, yeah, so Habit Labs are designed to help us implement the habits and practices that we need to help us to become more, more like, like Jesus, Jesus for, for the, the sake, sake of, of others. others. So in the first eight labs, we are actually diving into the principles of emotionally healthy spirituality, which we call EHS, right. your pure heart. And if you missed the first five, please go back, check them out, watch, subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. You don't want to miss out trust me. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, we want to hear from you. If uh, this po podcast is really uh, helping you out, we have an email address. It's podcast at pureheart.org. We'd absolutely love to, to hear from you and get your feedback. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Aaron, let's get into it. In the first five labs, we did some really challenging internal work. So we talked about things like journeying through walls and going back to go forward and enlarging our soul through grief and loss, which is very, very difficult. Now, um, even though all of those things are internal, what we're doing now, and from these last, these next three that we're doing, which will be the last three of the EHS series, we're going to work in some healthy habits that will help sustain us for the long haul. And so um, the starting point that we're gonna deal with today, it might seem a little bit strange to some people, but it's absolutely vital. Right, yeah. So our first healthy habit is discovering the rhythms of the daily office and the Sabbath. So John, can you kind of dive in and unpack these for us? Sure, but before we, we really get into specifics about daily office and Sabbath, we need to kind of lay some groundwork. Otherwise, these, these healthy habits don't make a lot of sense. I, I heard a story many years ago, and I actually heard the story before I read it in the HS book, which I'm, uh, it, it's, a, it's an amazing story. And it's related by Parker Palmer. And he talks about how in the Midwest, here in our country, they have massive blizzards during the wintertime. And so what they would do in the Midwest, and they still do it to this day, is they take a rope from the barn to the door of the house, if, if they're on a, in a farm situation, and they run a rope there because in a blizzard, you lose all ability to see. Visibility is zero. And so what the rope would do if the farmers were in the barn when the storm hit, they would need some way to find their way back home. And it's interesting because there are documented cases where people actually died within feet of their own front door. Wow. Trying to, to navigate their way home. So why do I bring up this story? Because all of us can lose our way mm -hmm. spiritually. It's, it's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to most people who are watching or, or listening. And, and it's kind of like these white out blizzards are swirling all around us. And we, we're just, we're trying to find some way to, to get ourselves back, back home. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is, you know, the blizzards as what we're talking about, 
really start whenever we say yes to too many things. Oh man, I'm, I'm so <laughs> guilty of that. And yeah. we're so overscheduled, overwhelmed with everything. We're tense, we're hurried, mm -hmm. we're preoccupied, fatigued, and we're just constantly looking for more time yeah. because we have too much to do. We cram yep. so much into our lives, all in the name of being productive and right. uh, what we think is success. And then life hits and we have to find that rope to get us home. So yeah. that's exactly why we need the daily office and the Sabbath. And yeah, for sure. So, all right, let me go back to your question and let me let me explain. So these two healthy habits, the, what we're calling the daily office and Sabbath, these actually go back thousands of years. And they are, I'm gonna warn you guys, they're 100% countercultural because they are all about slowing down, stopping, and intentionally resetting our lives toward God. And so these habits, they're, they're not only ropes. Another analogy we could use is they're, they're anchors. Mm -hmm. If you want to use the, the, the analogy of a hurricane, they're anchors for living in the hurricane of demands that are placed upon us. So um, let, let me ask you something, Aaron. When, when you first started your life with Jesus, what, what were you told that you needed to do to grow spiritually? Well, so I was born in the church. <laughs> Literally in the church? Basically. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Basically. Brought there the next Sunday. So, um, I mean, I think it's just been engraved in my brain. You know, you, in order to have a relationship with God that, that stands and strong, you pray, you do your daily devotions, you're reading your Bible, all that good stuff, you know? And, and those are important. I mean, I don't think either one of us would deny the importance of that I, I was taught the same way it's like you you read your Bible you pray you know you may maybe fast which fasting is another podcast we won't we won't go there today especially um, this much in between lunch and dinner but <laughs> um, but we're t when we're talking about daily office and Sabbath these are intentional stopping points to help us surrender to God and trust and here's the here's the sad reality Aaron people can read their Bibles they can pray, they can come to church, they can join a heart crew, they can do all the things that we have historically equated with growth and still live a life that doesn't fully trust God. Yeah. The daily office and Sabbath help us move into that place where we are totally surrendered to God, 100% trusting in Him. So what does it look like? Okay, so the term daily office is also called fixed hour prayer or divine office in, in some circles. And, and office, don't get thrown off by that term, office simply means work. So when we're talking about doing a daily office, we're talking about doing the first and the most important work. I mean, I, I'm sure part of your upbringing, because it sounds very similar to mine, we were taught that every day you needed to have a devotion or a quiet time. Yeah. And that's great. And, and that mentality, though, was used to get us all filled up for the day. You know, we're going to go out, we're going to face the world, and in our quiet time, we're going to intercede for those people around us. Again, nothing wrong with that, but here's where the daily office differs, and I don't want our, our viewers or our listeners to miss this point. The root of the daily office is not so much turning to God in order to get something, but it's just to be with someone. We're not talking about semantics. We're talking about a very intentional mindset. It, 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 it's a means to remain aware of God's presence throughout the day. It's intentionally pausing 
not just once, I'm talking two, three, maybe four times a day where we slow down intentionally just to simply be with Jesus. Yeah. Well, and this is a little bit off script, but even thinking through, you know, growing up in the church and just having a relationship with God, I would have that time in the morning where I'd set, you know, set the day right kind of thing. Right. And then not necessarily being intentional with my time with God, but still like having little prayers. So it was like, oh yeah, I like God's with me at all times, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but it's different just saying a prayer while you're driving versus being intentional and setting time apart, like a lunch date with God, you know, even if it's a couple of minutes, you right. know? Yeah. And we're going to talk about the, the mechanics of that. So, um, I mean, Aaron, we've, we've done this in the EHS course, but this idea of the daily office is totally biblical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, David practiced set times of prayer seven times a day. Daniel prayed three times a day. Right. Jews in the time of Jesus prayed two or three times a day. And then even after the resurrection, the disciples continued to pray at certain times all throughout the day. Yeah, they did. We see that. And, and when we implement the daily office, we're making room in our lives. I love to use the phrase, we're creating space. We're making room in our lives to practice the presence of God and be aware of him throughout the day. There's this little book. It was written by, um, by a dishwashing monk back in like the 16th century, and it's still in print. You can still get it. It's very, very popular. It's called The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. We simply know him as Brother Lawrence, and, and he found a way to find God and to enjoy his presence even in the most mundane details. Mm. And I, I, I got to tell you, Aaron, that's, that's really what... I think we need in our lives, yeah. especially in, in the hurried culture. It's like, okay, we got, and I'll just generalize here, and everybody's context is different. It's like, okay, I, I've got my job, I've got my family, I've got my marriage, I've got my kids, you know, maybe I'm later in life and, and I'm trying to move towards retirement and I've got my grandkids or whatever your, your situation is. And, you know, we're going back and forth to, to school and to practices and dance um, classes and all the stuff that we do and can we find God in those moments I know that sometimes for me it's like there's so much rush because we still have a teenager at home and she's involved in a lot of things and so in all the rush it's like man how can I find God in those moments and that's what the daily office allows us to do to practice um, the presence of God yeah well so how do you put it into practice what does that look like sure well there's there's four basic elements first of all stop I'm not going to take a lot of time to elaborate on all these, but the first thing is just to simply stop. You stop all activity and you pause to be with the living God. And I would just add to that, don't take your phone with you mm. when you when you do this. So you, yeah, yeah, you stop. The second thing is you center. Be still. Psalm 37, 7 says to be still. Psalm 46.10 takes it another step further. It says to be still and know that I am God. So we use this intentional time to move into God's presence and rest there. So stop, center. Number three is silence. This is by far the most challenging. Now I, I've taught the EHS course several times here at Pure Heart and this is without a doubt the hardest thing for most people. I mean you took the course yeah. um, last spring what what was your experience with silence oh it's so hard especially so i'm a mom of almost a one-year-old i can't believe and she is so adorable thank you and uh, so life is just busy at our house and so i have to be very intentional with my time in order to get that silence with god 
And so, but even going through the class, there was one thing that you said actually that stuck out to me. And I actually think about it every time I try to be silent because you said, I, I don't remember the exact number you said, but you said something like, even if you get distracted 50, 60 times, that's 50 or 60 times to come back to Jesus and yep. fix your eyes back on Jesus. And so I look at it as more opportunities, you know? And yeah. so that was really encouraging to me. And so um, it helped. Good. But overall, it is very yeah. difficult. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's hard for a lot of people, but God so often speaks in silence. I'm, I'm reminded of one instance where um, Elijah was literally having a meltdown. He was borderline suicidal. And he's hiding in a cave. He's not wanting to be around anybody. And then there's this, there's this um, earthquake. There's this wind. There's fire. And then earth, wind, and fire. Maybe they should make a band. Like <laughs> anyway, I just had to do that. But God wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the fire. But then there was a, a gentle whisper, as one translation says. Some translations say a still small voice. And it was in that moment of silence that Elijah got the direction that he needed to pull him out of this suicidal state that he was in and help him to to move on. So what I've found, Aaron, is that when the noise is removed, I can hear God with a lot greater clarity. So we've got stop, center, silence, and the fourth one is scripture. So here's what I do. And and listen, this is what I want you guys to understand. If, If this entire concept is new to you, find out what works for you. There, and, and if something doesn't work for you, then don't do it. This, this is not a, it's not a religious exercise, but it is something that has been practiced and it's helped so many people through the centuries. And the people that have done the EHS course here are finding it difficult, but also helpful. Mm-hmm. So here's what I do. I, I will stop, I'll take a deep breath, and just kind of, there's something about these deep cleansing breaths that just really help. And then I'll stay silent for two minutes, sometimes five, and I've gone even up to 20 minutes in silence. And then what I do is I have this app, it's called Daily Office, and I'll read a scripture, I'll use that app to guide me through some prayers, and then I will end it with another round of silence. And I'll do this several times a day, sometimes at the office, if things get overwhelming, I'll get up from my desk, I'll go find a place, even if it's just for two or three minutes, and just be still before the Lord. Stop and center silence and and scripture so um aaron we let's let's move on here and let's talk about the next healthy habit which is sabbath so in your experience how did you view sabbath so it's really interesting because it it brings me back to memories of like junior high (laughs) okay because i think that's really whenever i learned about the sabbath for the first time because i was in a discipleship track course that I I got to be a part of. I was a student leader in our youth group and I think I viewed it similar to fasting because of that. Not that it's necessarily a bad thing um, but I think because I was so young I didn't fully understand what it was and I viewed it more as like a religious practice Hmm. in the sense of it's another check mark off the box that I needed to hit in order to complete my discipleship track that I was on kind of thing. And I I think I didn't view it as more of an intentional time to set apart rather than just a a religious thing that could help me get closer to God whenever I did it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. So let me ask you this too, because a lot of people get hung up on this. Was there ever a time where you looked at it as like, oh, this this was Old Testament. This was before Jesus. Why, Why 
or not so much? I mean, I know I have heard people say that. Yeah. But I don't think I ever took enough time to actually study it myself that I didn't really understand it. I think mm. that's really kind of where I was at. Is that I just didn't know. Yeah, and, and that's that's really where the misconception is. And I, I my my experience was similar to yours, and maybe some of our viewers have had different experiences with this idea of Sabbath. But um, I was kind of raised with this idea that okay, Jesus took care of that. You know, we don't we don't have to worry about that now. You know, that was. That was something we, we don't have to do because in in Jewish tradition Sabbath was Saturday, mm -hmm. you know it's the it's the um, uh, seventh day of the week so you you rest on the seventh day and and but you know then Jesus said and there was a massive shift for me on this because there's a scripture where Jesus says that the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath and I used to think okay that's Jesus took care of that but then the more I dove into that scripture the more I realized wait a second he is Lord over the Sabbath that means that when I practice Sabbath he's Lord he's in charge he's basically running the universe while I stop man what a what a relief that is that God's got this well I can I can stop and that's where the breakdown is because when you when you start talking about um, this idea of, and, and we're going to get into this a little more, but a 24-hour period where you stop all work once a week. And basically you're saying, God, I trust you that even though I'm not working today, you're in control, you're in charge, and I can fully trust that. So um, we have to think of Sabbath as a gift from God. Now, yeah. um, Aaron, I'd like for you to read this this scripture here in Exodus 20 because God gives us the Ten Commandments and I want you to know I want you to read this for our, our viewers and our listeners because God actually gives more attention to Sabbath than any of the other nine commandments so um, it's from Exodus chapter 20 verses 8 through 11 go ahead and read that All right. remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy six days you shall labor and do all your work but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God on it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son, or your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. That is so rich, man. I, I, I love that. And it, you know, one thing that often gets lost in this is the animals even get a day off. Yeah. It's like you rest you rest your animals. What is that? I mean, my dog sleeps 19 hours a day anyway. So, it's like what what does that even look like to, to but you know, back in those days in agrarian society, they they obviously use their their cattle, their oxen, their whatever for for work purposes. Right. So, um and I love where it says therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and yeah. he made it holy. It's something that is that's sacred. So what we see in that is God worked we work, God rested, and now we are to rest. There's something too in Deuteronomy where Moses is talking about this with the children of Israel, and he told them that the Sabbath was actually a sign to outsiders that Israel had been liberated by God. It's a, it's a witness yeah. to them. I mean, we don't view it that way. So we're talking about, again, this 24-hour period where we stop all work every seven days. So let's get real. 
with each I'll, I'll I will if you will okay <laughs> so how do you how do you do with this with this idea of Sabbath it's really hard to be intentional like oh this is today's my Sabbath don't text me don't call me or any of those things you know yeah. but in all reality I'm actually really good at unplugging for the most part um, and obviously busy season is different but on a week-to-week basis um, my husband Ryan and I have the same day off and mm-hmm. so Mondays are like our Sabbath day where we get to do thing fun things either I mean sometimes we'll have like cleaning things so it's hard to like not yeah. do things around the house because it's like our day to do it mm-hmm. but then it's always our, our day to do something fun so we'll either hang out with family or we'll go over to Scottsdale and go to a fun restaurant or something like that awesome and so we're pretty good at at taking those days as like family days good but I think it's still hard like I, I wouldn't say during the day I'm like, oh yes, this is my Sabbath. It's holy, mm. you know. Like I don't, I'm not intentional in my thinking of that, even though I'm intentional of having Monday being a rest day. Yeah, it's thanks for sharing that. I, I know for me, it's um, I've gotten better at it over the years, but obviously we're in a different stage of life now. As four of our five kids are grown and married, and we have a teenager at home. So it's a little bit easier now than when we had small children to really observe the Sabbath. And this, this, we could do an entire podcast on Sabbath. I mean, there's so many different ways we could go with this. But, you know, right now at this stage in my life, because I, weekends are working days for me. So my Sabbath is generally from like noon Friday until noon Saturday. And then, you know, on Saturday afternoons, I, I come into the church and, and work up until service time and, and uh, you know, obviously Sunday's a working day. So for me, I've found that that 24-hour period between like noon Friday and noon Saturday is really one of the best times for me to have that 24-hour period. And right now, my wife, she's working four tens at this point, so she has Fridays off. So we really get to have um, some of that time together, which is which is a blessing as yeah. well. So um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, now. Let, let's let's shift gears a little bit before we you know start wrapping this up. But why do you think this idea of Sabbath is so hard for people? Well, it goes against our culture. You yeah. know, I think our culture is so fast paced. Like we talked about earlier with the blizzard of being so overwhelmed and constantly wanting to do everything and be productive. It, we're always going to have a list of responsibilities and a list of to dos that we're constantly thinking about, you know, and especially coming home after your work, if you're both, if you have kids and you're a working mom and then you come home and you think of all of these things that you need to do and, you know, the list is just ongoing. And so it's really hard to just stop and truly unplug and allow yourself to stop and center yourself mm-hmm. and be silent and, you know, all of those things. So. Yeah. And you, what we're finding too is that and what our listeners and viewers will find is that the elements of Sabbath are so similar to the daily office. Yeah. We're just kind of taking things to a whole new level. So um, as we wrap this up today, let me just give everybody four quick things about Sabbath that you can think about as you start to build this into your life. And here's what I would suggest to you guys. Start small with this. Um, if you can't start with a full 24 hours, do start with a half Sabbath. You know, start with with 12 hours, um, but start building this rhythm into your life. And I know I, I can kind of hear people thinking, "Man, this this is a different approach to um, 
to this whole idea of discipleship and habits. You know, we should start with Bible study, and we'll, we'll get there. We'll do a podcast on studying by the Bible and and reading Scripture, and we're going to do a podcast on prayer. And, and so, rest assured, we're going we're going to get there. But this is really, and we've used the term countercultural a lot here. Mm-hmm. But Aaron, there's another thing I want to bring out before I give the four points that I I missed earlier. That when God gave this commandment to Israel, they had just come out of 400 years of slavery. They knew nothing but nonstop work 24-7 for generations. So you have generation upon generation upon generation. All they knew was work. Yeah. And God said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not only going to redeem you, I'm going to give you a gift. And this gift that I'm going to give you is a 24-hour period where you don't have to work, you don't feel guilty about it, but you are able to receive this from me. And so receive this as a gift from God because it really is. And we're, we're really, in many ways, imitating God when we observe this because, as we said, God rested on the seventh day. Mm-hmm. So, all right, here's the four. First of all is stop. We've seen that before. Stop. The second one is rest. You want to find ways to rest on the Sabbath. And it looks different for different people. For me, I'm a nap guy. I love to just take a nap in the middle of the day. Um, I haven't found a way to sleep at work yet, but, you know, maybe we, maybe we <laughs> he can. He does get... have a fountain in his office, and it's pretty calming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when, it, when it works, you know, it's, it's good. So rest. Find that that place to rest and then the third thing is delight I love what you said Aaron that you guys do things fun as a family mm-hmm. find things that you delight in uh, I've talked to people they, they go hiking on their Sabbath you know they, they ride bikes they uh, they take a drive I, I've done that on my Sabbath just I'm gonna take a drive up north get out of the heat or whatever find things that bring you delight but then also the fourth thing is to contemplate to find space in your Sabbath where you're contemplating God where if you're out in nature, you you see God in that. You pause to reflect and thank Him um, for this wonderful gift of Sabbath. Some people think that Sabbath is, oh, i got to spend 24 hours in the Word and 24 hours in prayer. That's not what it is. You do find places to contemplate God, but He wants you to stop, to rest, delight, and to contemplate. Yeah, which I need to grow in. We all do. (laughs) So any final thoughts, Aaron, before we, um, we wrap up for today? Um, no, I, I mean, you just hit it on the head. The uh, The biggest thing I wanted to add before we ended um, was the delight, you know, mm. being able. Uh, one thing we talked about in the class was it's okay to have fun on your Sabbath. Yes. You, know, you don't have to just rest the whole day. You don't have to be a couch potato. You don't have to look at everything and then not do it. You can still have fun. And so that's one thing I took from it. Yeah, so good. It. So good. <laughs> well, Aaron, why don't you pray for everybody? And uh in our in our next two habit labs we've got two more in this series on ehs and so hope you guys have been enjoying it but uh daily office and sabbath two healthy habits that we can build into our lives that will get us on the road to emotionally healthy spirituality so why don't you pray for them yeah let's pray god thank you so much for the opportunity to be here uh, being on the podcast and being in a video for this lord i just ask that you would use this as an opportunity to speak um, directly to our listeners, to those watching. God, would you just um, instill peace inside of them and encourage them, maybe challenge them with what we talked about today, God, that these healthy habits 
um, not only would uh, maybe strike something new inside of them, God, but would bring them closer to you ultimately, Lord. And so would you just encourage them? Um, would you help them um, place these habits and um, the daily office, the Sabbath into their life, God, whatever that looks like, um, whether that's a little step or a big step today, God, I just ask that you would encourage them, you would be with them. Um, Lord, we just thank you that you've made it holy. You have blessed yes. the Sabbath for us. God, thank you for that amazing gift. Would you help us to receive it with open arms and not be stressed out by it, but be um, ready to take it on and just to rest in your presence, Lord. So we thank you, we love you, and uh, we look forward to what you're going to do through this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I will see you next time. Bye.